0: Hello and welcome to episode 403. I am really happy to have with me today my good friend Katie Kimball. Katie is the voice of Healthy Kids Cooking, working to restore the health of our young generation, one kitchen at a time. She's a cookbook author, a stress mastery educator, and a regular TV contributor who has shared her journey to real food, and natural living for 10 years at Kitchen Stewardship, a blog that helps families stay healthy without going crazy. Along with her four children, she created the Kids Cook Real Food e-course to help other parents teach their kids to cook, build family connection in the kitchen, and supercharge kids' confidence and creativity. Welcome, Katie. It's so good to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Erin. It's great to see you again.
0: Great to see you too. I guess we should tell our listeners that you and I recorded an episode for your podcast a week or two ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now we had so much fun. I said, come and join me and we'll chat. Yeah. So let's tell my listeners what you do with kids and families. Well, maybe before we dive into that, I should go back to the beginning for you and I and tell my listeners that you and I met when we were taping the Dr. Nandy show, uh, probably about two years ago mm-hmm, or so. During
1: a big snowstorm.
0: During a big snowstorm. Yes, I remember because I was not thinking that February in Detroit would be snowy. I don't know what I was thinking, but I did not bring boots. Other oh, than no. the. Sh- I only had the shoes I was going to wear for the show And when we woke up, there were like, what, four to six inches on the ground. So I had to trounce through unshoveled snow with dress shoes on. It was,
1: I was not a good packer that day. (laughs) Yeah, school was pretty much closed from Detroit to Chicago. So it, yeah, it was a really bad snowstorm. I think we passed three or four accidents on the way home.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, we had a bit of a challenge getting out of the airport that night. It was not looking promising, but we eked out at the last minute. So that was good. Uh, But one of the things that I was super amazed by when I was sitting in the green room and watching your segment on the TV in there is how skillful your daughter was with a knife. Oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) I was like, Okay, I'm doing everything wrong
1: at home. I have to go teach my kids how to use a knife immediately. Well, it's not about a guilt trip, but yeah, she <laughs> no. was nine. She was nine years old at that time, and brandishing my Wisthoff chef's knife—it's my favorite—so my kids always steal it from me. <laughs> um, and yeah, she she cut up peppers and carrots, and she loves it. I mean, that's—you can almost see her whole attitude change when she gets into the kitchen, she kind of like steps into this role as like ninja adult in training, right? Like you just know, you can see that she feels so great about the skill she has. And that's, that's why we, one of the many reasons why we do it.
0: I love it. It was, it was really fun watching her. And what that observation made me realize is that I do think that parents in a very pure desire to keep their kids safe, probably don't expose their kids to things in the kitchen as soon as they probably could. And I'm sure you can speak more to this.
1: Well, it's so true. Um, You know, research shows us that kids in other countries who are being just handed machetes and things (laughs) sort of like at age two um, actually grow up with a lot more competency and a lot more confidence than our kids and 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 it is it's so well intentioned you know we live in this world that the media makes it feel like the world is out to get us <sighs> and it's really really dangerous when when actually like it's much less dangerous a world than it was you know back before modern medical care and when you know you could get run over by a crazy horse at any moment children died all the time it's actually a quite a safe world and, and to have your child learning cooking skills, you know, in your kitchen when the results don't really matter, right? We want our kids to fail before the stakes are really high, before they're, you know, cooking on their first date or they have to, you know, before they're like a young adult and they have to figure out how to nourish themselves, that's when the stakes are high in your kitchen, It's not, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. The stakes aren't that high. You can slow down. You can teach your child the correct way. And really the younger that they learn how to use tools safely, the more skilled they'll be and the more confident they'll be as they grow. So um, that's one that definitely, I mean, I'm waving my hands around all the time, like give your kids knives. Uh, (laughs) Don't take that the wrong way, but give your kids knives. And I don't want to get crazy about it, but I do think that we need to kind of get out of our own heads and and allow that to happen because again yes we're well-intentioned we're trying to keep our kids safe I think a lot of parents try to make their kids lives easy too like oh I want my kids lives to be easier than mine I want them to you know be able to have their childhood which is totally true and our kids need more time to play but for children work is play yes and why can't being in
0: the kitchen be play it, can, yeah. it doesn't have to be work. And it's right. just what you said. I mean, kids have, <laughs> if you ask a young child to pour or measure something, you might as well say, We're going to Disney World, because they're almost as excited, right?
1: I love that. It's true. They really are motivated to do what we do. Um, and we're talking, especially five and six and under. Oh, yeah. That intrinsic motivation is so strong. And we don't need to teach them that work is work. Like, let them think it's play help them, you know, invite them to be with you. It's magic. It
0: really is. But you have to release your desire to have a clean kitchen. True. So (laughs) how how would you help parents who are kind of like the spills, the crumbs, the mess? what, What would you say to soothe them so that they can embrace inviting their kids in?
1: Yeah, so true. The mess and the slowdown are two of the biggest obstacles that parents tell me like, oh, I just can't get over it. And so two things about the mess. One, first of all, I am an adult and I can't open a bag of flour without getting some on the counter, right? So like, let's just admit that cooking is a little bit messy and, you know, we we just have to realize that that's one of, you know, the benefit of having your kids in the kitchen will have some mild slight consequences and it's okay. It's clean upable. You can have a super messy kitchen and an hour later it can be completely cleaned up. And if you're really on your game, you know, your kids still think that cleaning is fun and they, you know, they can help you. Um, But the other tip I have, and I just think this is like, this is like step number one, anytime you want to get your kids in the kitchen is don't do it when you're time pressured. It's when they're going to ask, the kids will come into the kitchen and say, Oh, can I help? And you need dinner on the table in 17 minutes or somebody's going to be late for soccer. Right? Like that is not a great time to have your kids in, especially learning something new. So, so I tell parents, like, remove the kids from that situation. Do it after school, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, like sometime where you're not time pressured. And get your kids, especially the little tiny short ones, put them at the table. Let's make the mess at the table. You can still have your kitchen be your haven. And it's actually better for kids height-wise to work at a table. So I I always say like two through five, get them on a chair, on their knees, up above their food so that they can really see what they're doing and be in control. And once they're like six or seven, standing at the table is the perfect height versus, you know, standing at the counter is way too tall for them. And um, so working at the table outside of dinner time when you're learning a new skill is a total game changer when it comes to moms and dads psychology of like feeling that stress. Yes. I would imagine also, so as
0: you're talking, I'm thinking, well, when would be a good time or what would be a good thing for them to do? And I keep going back to your daughter, uh, chopping those vegetables like an expert. (laughs) So impressive. But I was thinking like, maybe you could have them start by chopping, teach them how to chop vegetables but it probably wouldn't be a good idea to teach them how to chop vegetables when the, the vegetable they're chopping is going to be their snack and it's snack time and they're hungry. It's right. probably better to bump it up an hour so that they can prep everything so that it will be ready by the time they're
1: hungry. See, right. you figured it out. It's not, it's not rocket science. So, yeah, I, I love to do kitchen work right after someone's eaten a snack because they're hungry and their blood sugar stable, you know, and <laughs> mine is too. Um I tell parents a lot, especially like if kids do want to help at dinner time, and maybe you've taught them some things, maybe they have skills, but there's just not something they can help with in that moment for that dinner. Have them prepare a snack at the table out of your space for the next day. Ta-da. Now, it's, you know, they can pack their snack for school. They can prep something for breakfast. Um, and yeah, cutting skills are a great place to start. We, um, we recommend like kids ages two to five, just give them a butter knife and a banana or a melon with the rind taken off cooked potatoes, cooked carrots. Like there's so many soft things that kids can cut. Um, and what I like to do is teach kids the exact same knife technique, the same hold from all the way from a butter knife to a chef's knife. So part of the reason that my nine-year-old was so adept with that chef's knife on the Dr. Nandy show is because she started age two or three. With a butter knife, and I taught her to hold it in the same way, and then she moved up to a paring knife, you know, and then to a chef's knife. So she had been well practiced at keeping her fingers away from the knife, even when it's a butter knife, right? We teach the kids to kind of respect the knife as if it's sharp, even when it's not. So it's it's you know, it's just if you can slow down those couple minutes, the investment is so worth it. Because now, when life is crazy, when it's like, oh, I do have 17 minutes to get this dinner on the table. And I haven't cut any raw vegetables and I haven't cut lettuce for salad and I'm not going to make it. I'm like, you know, John, my eight-year-old cut a cucumber. Paul, 14 years old, cut the carrots. You know, Leah, she's 11 now. Can you prepare some dressing and tear the salad? And it's like, they can do that because Mm -hmm. of the investment that I took previously. It's very, very very worth it.
0: I love it. So you're enjoying the fruits. You're now enjoying the fruits of your labor that you put in when they were young. Mm -hmm. Now they can actually
1: help out when there's a time crunch. Yeah, they can. And Paul and Leah make dinner once a week as well, completely on their own. So I'm able to leave and go volunteer at my church or I'm able to get some work done. Um, It's beautiful. And And it was an investment, but like anything worthwhile, you know, there's a little bit of bumpy startup. So worth it though.
0: So worth it. So do they make dinner together? Once a week or separately once a week?
1: They make it together and it's about 50-50, like a picture of beauty. I love that they're laughing together and it's so sweet and they're in the kitchen and it's so (laughs) like nice sibling stuff. And then the other half of the time they're fighting about what they're going to make because they didn't plan ahead enough. (laughs) Real life. Like it just, that's how it is right now.
0: (laughs) But that's so good. I mean, that's so genuine and so honest, and such a clear picture. And I could totally see it. One minute yeah. they're they're just telling a joke about the day from school, and the next they're like, "No, we're not making that. We made that last week."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. And actually, you can you can get a little picture of it because um they did a video for me. Of so the first year they did this, every time they made the same meal, they did our Sunday night pizza, and so that we didn't have to worry about like. The, the whole choosing process and learning new recipes, like it was just build the skill, like learn this recipe by heart. So they, you know, they knew it. So they videotaped it and they said, we don't even want you there, mom, <laughs> for my show. So you can see that at kidscookgirlfood.com slash pizza. And Ooh. Paul's actually the editor. And he like, you can tell, you can just see inserted like their little bits of humor. Like they start playing cards while the pizza's cooking. I, I didn't even know like what they were doing, but it's hilarious. <laughs>
0: I just made a note to get that URL from you so that we can share that in the show notes. I Perfect. can't wait to watch that video.
1: <laughs> it cracks me up. There, I mean, it's, it just, it's, totally, it's totally the image of like when it's a good day, <laughs> when they're yeah. having fun and bonding <laughs> as siblings. And I love
0: what you do because cooking, I think that really cooking can encompass so many different things that are important to teach our kids. We can teach them about nutrition through cooking. We can teach them about math through cooking. We can teach them about science, like how, you, how a raw egg turns into a boiled egg or a fried egg or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many different subjects in school that they can learn about by having fun in the kitchen, and then they get to eat the end result, which is always a bonus.
1: Yeah, and you know, you went with the the academics, which is so true. So many school subjects are in the kitchen, but also the just the life skills and kind of the the personality the people that we want to raise. I really believe that can all happen in the kitchen too. You know, if you want your child to have a sense of humor, that happens in the kitchen. If you want your child to be a giving, generous heart, like what's more generous than serving people with food, right? If mm-hmm. you want your child to grow up to be responsible and independent, well, hmm, you have to know how to do something to be responsible with it, and and just any, pretty much any personality trait that you say, man, when my when my kid leaves home at eighteen, I really hope they're this way. Like that could totally be built in the kitchen.
0: That's such a really good point. And it is so true. I have, uh, and here's an interesting thing. So my two oldest kids, seven a 17-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl, I was just thinking about the parallels it, for them with cooking and Lego building. So my 17-year-old was always, he rejected all um, instruction booklets. It didn't matter what little Figure or building Mm -hmm. you gave to him, he did not care. He was just going to build whatever he wanted and he was going to wing it and not worry about the directions. In the kitchen, he's the same way. Uh Forget about a recipe. Like he might look at a recipe for inspiration and then he'll throw it out, you know, close it down on the computer, whatever it is. And then he's just winging a pinch of this, a dab of that, whatever. And he is adamant that he's not following any directions. He's just going to feel his way through. And then my daughter, Lego, if you gave her a pile of Legos without an instruction booklet, she would be lost and she wouldn't know which two to pick up first and that it would be over. Like funny. no fun in Legos without a book. And she now only wants to cook with a recipe. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, but it doesn't matter who they are or what they are. They still manage to have fun in the kitchen.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and both can be trained and both can be stretched a little bit, you know, It'd be probably really healthy for your son to be stretched to like do some baking where you, you can't really get away with just throwing stuff in. Probably be good for your daughter to be stretched. Like, hmm, what would happen if you changed one ingredient? You know, what yeah. if you chose your own flavoring and, you know, because it's, it's always good, you know, brain science, it's always good to like be really balanced and use both sides of your brain. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm trying currently to, well, I've been trying for a long time to suggest that what would it be like if you didn't use vanilla in this recipe? <laughs> he has <laughs> vanilla in everything, including steak marinades. It's Uh-oh. strange, and it's a it's it's an adventure. So we always know when he cooks. Buckle your seatbelt because it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> so funny, vanilla steak. All right, <laughs> it's 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 different. It's not quite as gross as you would think, but it's. Different. Let me just say that.
1: Oh, someday he'll have a restaurant like Vanillas R Us. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But there's, you're right. There's so much fun that parents can have in the kitchen Mm -hmm. with their kids. If they can kind of let go of that desire for order and control and cleanliness. And just to remember, because I know I struggled with that. And it was so hard for me to get over that. And I, Didn't do it as much as I could have, but I I did do it some, you know, to help them learn different things in the kitchen. But if you can get over that hurdle and let go of that and embrace the process, you create wonderful memories. You're building life skills. You could bring in academic skills. You learn about nutrition with them. It's just, there's so many good things to be experienced in the kitchen.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we work so hard to be good parents, right? And this, I just really strongly feel like we need to motivate ourselves with whether it's like in the moment, like I'm going to, you know, get some help in the kitchen, the practical side, whether it's, you know, my children need a like a boost of confidence, the whole participation medals really aren't doing it for them, which is good because <laughs> those are silly. Yeah. Um, or or if the long-term motivates you, you know, thinking about sending your kids off to college and how are they going to keep themselves healthy? And, you know, how are they going to navigate adulthood and be able to, you know, I, I feel like if I can give my kids like the basic life skills, like they know how to cook and clean and, you know, eventually balance a checkbook and make phone calls and stuff like that, Oh my gosh, they are gonna actually be able to focus on their classes and their relationships and building their career and all the things that young adults should be doing rather than floundering, like, oh my gosh, I don't even know like how to live my life. You know, like let's just get them those foundations.
0: I I love it. And I think that is a perfect place to wrap up. And it's very exciting. So where can people find out more about you. I know you've got tons of resources and guidance for parents who might be excited to explore what could be done in a kitchen with their children.
1: Yeah. So there's always um, always something free, always some good information at kidscookrealfood.com. Right now we have a life skills guide. So just sort of challenging your brain, like what can kids at different ages actually do in the kitchen? So you can look at that and think, oh, like maybe I'll pick something off this list for my child's age. Um, And then we're we're on social media to Facebook and Instagram, both at Kids Cook Girl Food. And we just share a lot of information about, you know, how to feel good about your parenting, how to practically get kids in the kitchen, a little bit of nutrition sprinkled in.
0: I love it. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for spending this time with me. And I hope that we've given some terrific ideas to my listeners and that they will go plan something, some fun activity in the kitchen with their children.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Erin. Thank you. Bye.